And we are back. Welcome, everyone, to Cocktails with the Captain. I'm here with Lori Glimmer. Hello. She is our local fetish model in the Baltimore community of sex work, and she's going to talk to us about that. So, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Of course. And, as I said, we are t- I invited you on because I was, you mentioned that you're a fetish model, which mm-hmm. is, we were talking about that in our latest podcast, and what some of the things that we were talking about was, like, foot modeling and, like, mm-hmm. pee being a fetish, which I, this, considering how often it comes up inside political, on um, political things, I'm like, oh, that person has somebody pee on them, I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, probably way more common than what it is, so... Elaborate for me, if you don't mind. Um, well, I do fetish modeling, which means, in addition to, I also do just, like, normal modeling, glamour, photography, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, a couple years ago, sort of started to stumble into more fetish modeling, which started with a photo shoot and has progressed to be more so video shoots. Um, so it'll be anything from a wide range of fetishes. I've done foot fetish clips, I've done, which is like the most common fetish as I understand it. I think it's like 13% of people mm-hmm. has a foot fetish. Yeah. Which it's so funny when I post a picture and I'll have somebody like, ew, feet are nasty. And I'm like, okay, I, I have a foot fetish. I know people who have foot fetishes. Quentin There's no need for that. Oh God, obviously Quentin <laughs> When I say that and people are like, really? I'm I was like, like have, you have you not paid attention? <laughs> He's like, he takes some time. Like There's so ones. many feet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've also done, uh, recently I did a wedgie video, which I hadn't realized was a fetish, and it was very, like, bully nerd, I, I played the nerd, and I got wedgies, there was, like, an implied wet willy, uh, which I think next time I shoot with them we're gonna do an actual wet willy, it's, there's just about everything, um, Interesting. I did an inflation one, there's inflation that can be, like, blowing up balloons, which, there's a big split in that community, because there's poppers and non-poppers, so, like, if you pop the balloon, half of the people can't get off, but if you don't pop the balloon, half of the people can't get off. And, like, if you make both kinds of videos, like, they'll, like, war with each other about it, and, like, you can't get away with doing both a lot of the time. It's okay, so I was thinking, I saw the, um, was one of the, um, recent Rick and Morty's, mm-hmm. um, the one where Summer blows herself up, that mm-hmm. that was, like, one of the implied fetishes, and I yeah. didn't understand that that actually was one. I thought it was, like, they were making a joke. Yeah, that would be... Mostly giantess, um, which is generally like just either it'll be they grow in size or the male like is shrunk down and a lot of times giantess fetish is combined with vor, which is eating or being eaten, um, which is either generally with giantess stuff or it'll be like monsters, so like almost like cartoons when like the glob monster eats the girl kind of thing. Or the, epi- the episode of American Gods where Boss's um, character absorbs the guy inside the... Um, that sounds, the that sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> yeah, um, but a lot of times the giantess stuff will be, you know, shrinking the man down and, oh, you're so tiny, and then eventually a lot of times the clips will end with them being eaten and stuff. So it's always interesting because I find that I'll be looking through just normal media and I always stop and see things where I'm like, I don't know if they know that that's a fetish. Because there's one, like, gif that was going around of a sports mascot, like, eating a cheerleader. And I was like, accidental vor? Uh. <laughs> that is so fascinating. So what are some of the ones that you find the most interesting to do videos for? Um, one that was really fun was an inflation shoot. But it wasn't, like, inflatables. It was I was inflating, which sometimes can blend in with the giantess thing. Okay. Um, a lot of times things cross over and there's multiple fetishes in one clip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, I did one where essentially my breasts kept inflating until they inflated so much that I just popped. And I just it cut away and suddenly it was just my shirt on the bed. And the guy's like, oh god, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of cat bite videos, which can be really fun because you can kind of script it however you want. There was one that was like me drunk in the back seat against like a crazy Uber driver and we're like tearing each other's clothes off. <laughs> um, it's... I know Bunny and Mistress V talked about that. Not yeah, that episode, yeah so. was, uh, we shot with him as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, there's that. Uh, I have a lot of things that I definitely want to explore more. Mm -hmm. um, right now, my Clips for Sale studio, which is where I primarily upload my videos and then sell them through the site kind of thing. Okay. Um, normally, that kind of is a variety of stuff. Um, recently, my husband and I have started doing more like amateur porn stuff, but trying to mix in some of the fetish elements. Okay. Um, but a lot of times I'll do smoking videos because I smoke, so it's easy to shoot. Foot videos are easy to shoot. Uh, but I always try to test something else out. Um, I'm going to be shooting some more giantess videos soon. Um, I recently did a tickling fetish video. Um, which I kind of combined with some sort of like age play, so it's very like, oh, daddy, come see, like, and he's like, oh, well, I made a tickle stick, ha, um, <laughs> that one, it's funny, because normally when I do tickle shoots with other people, I'm like, they don't tickle me in quite the right way, and I decide to try and shoot one with my husband, and it gets to a point where I can like barely breathe, I'm like coughing, because I've been laughing so hard, and we had to retake two minutes of it because the camera was off, and I was just like, oh god, is it over yet? Because I, I don't think that my lungs can handle being tickled anymore. <laughs> that is a fascinating one. That is, I've, I've seen ones about sneezing being also a fetish. Mm -hmm. like um, I've, sold, I've done some coughing videos. Mm -hmm. um, those have sold mostly in, like, UK for some reason. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, somewhere I have, uh, like, a rubber dinosaur mask. And I do a strip tease as a dinosaur. <laughs> um, and that one is sold to, like, Japan. Like, I felt like I made it when that one sold. So I was like, oh my god, somebody in Japan has my weird porn. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm officially doing this now. Yes, you have made it when Japan has, like, has bought you. Yep. <laughs> so, have, is any more, have you done tentacle porn to relate to more to the Japanese audience? Or is that more of, like, a, um, I guess, inflated for the American audience as being a thing for them when it's really not? Um, honestly, I really feel like the, like, Japanese culture is a lot more fetishized in the sense that everything is so reserved and so quiet and you have to be so polite and fit a certain structure and you need to be professional and like the way that that culture is mm -hmm. is why their fetishes are so intense because I feel like pretty much all fetishes kind of come back to some part of like who you are or something you went through growing up or whatever. Um, there was one where I was speaking to a producer and they had gotten a custom video request of somebody wanted them to like use a payphone and dial numbers and like hang up and like pretty much prank call um, which it's always fun to kind of analyze a fetish and step back from it, because it's like, okay, this is probably a person who, when they were a kid, used to get in trouble. The phone is not a toy. And so it... It kind of hyperinflated into... Inflated that yeah. into this thing where they're now, you know, they fetishize it. And they sent out the video, and the dude sent back an angry email. I called the numbers, and they weren't real phone numbers. Whereas, like, he hadn't specified, but, like, it had to be real phone. And the weird ways that people are so particular about their fetishes is really interesting, because it's really hard to make something for a generic audience 
that, you know, isn't going to alienate people who want this particular spin on it for it to be their the, version of the fetish. Yeah. Or to, like, um, answer their deeper issues, like, mm. when they're coming along with it. Yeah, but so. I definitely feel like Japanese culture tends to be extreme because their culture normally is so reserved, mm-hmm. and it's just a natural outlet. But at the same time, I don't feel like it's all that much more extreme than American fetishes. If anything, like, I see some weird videos coming out of, like, Germany and, like, Europe, but... I don't really feel like Japan is a whole lot more prevalent. Okay. Cool. So what are some of the weirder things that you have been done outside of the giant test and other things that we've talked about so far? Uh, Let me see. What are some other fun, weird videos that I've gotten to do? I mean, a lot of times when I'm shooting stuff at home, I'll just do a mix of random things, but then I'll kind of come up with a weird idea and try it. Um, uh, A lot of times I'll do some, like, damsel in distress stuff where it's just tied up rolling around girl on the train tracks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do... Let me see. I'm trying to think of some weird ones. (laughs) Why can that be necessarily weird? What's something that's like the structure is like, oh, I'd never think about that as being Mm -hmm. something. Um, Yeah, the wedgie one was definitely, I hadn't really considered it. And actually, they've been, as they've been promoting the video now that they posted it, I've gotten a ton of followers. I'm not... I had somebody blowing up my Instagram, like, were the wedgies real? And <laughs> uh, weirdly, I was like, um, there was a, um, a former Cracked article that I used to watch, and the guy was talking about there as being an actual niche of people who are like, you know, the disposition of the mm-hmm. romanticism between the jock and the nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, Revenge of the Nerds kind of, like, played a little bit into that one. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, well, and, um... A lot of times, because when I'm when I post videos, you can get the like clips for sale to post a tweet, and then you can just retweet that, and it mm-hmm. gets you a couple more views. Um, but a lot of times, when I'm waiting for my videos to come up, I'll scroll through and see weird stuff. There's a lot of things. Um, a lot of times, I'll see a lot. There's a lot of like bigger women and food fetish, and like I was scrolling through, waiting for a retweet last night, and there was like this chick who just had this plate of breakfast food, and she just set it on her stomach and pulled up her shirt and just sat there and ate it. And then there's other stuff, and you wouldn't think that somebody's going to fetishize watching someone eat. Like, it seems so weird. There's mouth tours, which is just you open up your mouth and show your teeth and, like, pull your garbage back, and it's really anything is fetishized. There is some way to fetishize just about anything, and you don't really think about it until you do, and then you can't unthink it. (laughs) So and half the time you're like, oh shit, I think I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> so what about fetish fetish modeling or fetish um, videos that you uh, makes you want to continue to do it? I just absolutely love it. So I've always been, I've just always been a very hypersexual person. Mm-hmm. I, when I was in middle school, I used to, it wasn't even actually like taking commissions, like I wouldn't get paid or anything, but I would ask my friends like, okay, I'll write you a little erotic story. Tell me, do you want it to be like your crush in school, a celebrity, some dude from some band? I'll write you a story. Tell me what scenario you want. I'll write you a little erotica piece. Um, and just, I've always been very sexual, so I've always had a mind for it. And it wasn't until I really started posting my own videos that I'm writing up descriptions, and I'm like, oh, this is essentially just me writing out the literatica version of what happens in the scene, and like, I can do this. I'm, I've just always been very good at using sexuality and understanding sexuality, so it's a thing where it comes really naturally to me. And honestly, a lot of times, the ridiculous scenarios, like... You kind of laugh at it, not in a, like, oh, haha, this is weird kind of way. Just in a, like... Is this actually my life? Like, is this happening right now? <laughs> a surreal existential thing. <laughs> the other day I sold one of me shaving. Like, 
Because I, uh, I had grown out my eyebrows briefly to get a little bit more stubble for a photo shoot, because normally they're shaved all the way down. Um, I had shaved my armpits and, like, my legs and my pussy and shit, and people buy it! And you're just like, did I really just shave and somebody actually wanted to see that? Um, the tickling one was another one where I'm just like, that, that, like, why is this my job? Like, how did, <laughs> how did this happen? And, uh, it's really a thing where the clips, uh, when I shoot with other producers, it's a little bit more money just because I'm being paid as a model for my time so that they don't have to worry about sending me money however the sip, After yeah, however the clip sells. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas for mine, it's, it's more of a passive income right now because I just, I keep adding more content. I normally post new videos, uh, I tried doing every other day and it just got to be way too much, so I do fives. So it's the 5th, the 10th, the 15th, the 20th, the 25th, and the 30th. Because that way I can look at the date and be like, oh crap, I meant to post a clip this morning. <laughs> but right now I kind of have my content spread out and I just try to post different stuff and like, it, it varies month to month. February, I didn't sell anything. Huh. I even posted like Valentine's stripper lap dance video and nobody bought any of it. It was really fascinating, whereas this month I've actually done better than I have been in past months. So it's really a hard thing to predict and it's not until you have a really big following and a whole lot of content available and really high quality content available that you can make a solid living off of it. Mm -hmm. But it's just something that I love. I love coming up with these characters and these scripts. I've always just been a dramatic person, mm -hmm. and on top of that, a sexual person. And it's just a beautiful way to, like, marry those together. Awesome. So talk about these um, producers you work with. Are they all in, in Maryland, and how do you find these people? Um, there are a few producers in Maryland. Not a whole lot that I've worked with. Um, I've really only worked with people up and down the East Coast. I've worked with a few people out in New York. Um, there's the one who I've shot with, with uh, Bunny and V. Um, we're people who, like, you know, they've come down here to shoot, and I've shot up there with them. I also went to, uh, there were three years in a row, I'm not going this year, but there's FetishCon down in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, it happens in St. Petersburg now. And <clears throat> it's uh, a bunch of industry people get together, producers, models. Um, it's been slowly turning into, at least last year, it seemed like it was mostly just, like, normal adult, um, like, porn stars that were there versus more actual fetish content, and it seemed like anybody who wasn't just shooting porn wasn't actually getting bookings, or bookings were flaking, and it was really strange. But, uh, yeah, FetishCon is a place where I've met a lot of people, I've shot with some people down in Florida, there's a big community for it in Florida, um, just, I mean, that's where porn is, so anywhere that there's a big porn community, there's generally going to be a pretty good fetish community, um, especially just Florida is such a warm, you know, kind warm of free always, environment, yeah. like, it's always hot, you can always be half naked and go out and party, and whatever. Huh. Um, Surprise, I thought it'd be more California. Yeah, there's definitely a big scene in California, but as far as East Coast, a lot of it's in Florida, um, and a lot of the work is down there. There are some producers up here, it's got to a point where... Most of the reason that I do my own content is just because when I shoot with other producers, either local or traveling through the area, um, I generally get to try new things and learn different aspects of fetishes and see things from a different light and consider things that I hadn't realized were fetishes that I could shoot and really have a good time with. Because mm -hmm. I try not to shoot anything that's not something that I at least can enjoy shooting. Mm -hmm. If it's something that I just feel weird about it, then I'm not going to do it. Cause the fetish people who are like, the people who are consuming these videos can tell if you don't appreciate it or if you think it's weird the whole time you're Kind doing of like it. when you're watching lesbian porn and, and you, you see the two, yeah, you're it. like, oh, they're it's, just... It's just awkward for everybody yeah. involved. And uh, it's really hard because 
I'm always learning more about different fetishes, but a lot of times I do that through making my videos. So, it's really a place for me to experiment with a lot of different things, some things being my own fetishes, some things just learning about other fetishes, and it's just, I don't know, it's just a thing that I stumbled my way into and I really, really enjoy, and it's definitely a creative outlet for me. It's not just like, oh, let me go put my feet in a camera because some dude's into that. It's like, no, let me like think about the way that I'm arching, or maybe do socks or stockings and kind of try to peel them off, or something with high heels, or I was trying to think of something a little bit more creative, because anybody can just make the basic video, and this is part of the art that I do, so I really enjoy taking things from working with other producers and learning how to implement that into my own personal work. Awesome, I really appreciate that, and I'm sure that the people who watch you appreciate you that too. Yeah, and it's a, it's a shame, because a lot of times people feel really, like, taboo about it, so they don't... I never get messages from a lot of people saying, oh, I really loved this video, this part of it was great, or I wasn't really a fan of this video because of this part. Because if somebody did that, I would honestly be like, can I shoot you a quick custom video to make up for that? Like, I apologize, thank you for the feedback. Yeah. But I don't get a lot of feedback from people, and um, I find that, I think it correlates with, uh, for erotic, like, modeling photo shoots where it's more fetish, erotic, you know, self-touching, whatever. It gets to a point where the photographer expresses that they want to do erotic, and I'm like, okay, well, my erotic rates start at 125, and it varies depending on the content. And they just ghost on me, or they don't know what to say. And then it gets to a point where I get to the shoot, and they're like, oh, we can't do a butt plug? And I'm like, okay, well, I personally, which is a thing that a lot of people don't think about of a model in this industry, like, I personally actually have some trauma because I had a past relationship where essentially just he didn't understand that you need to pace it with, like, butt stuff. Yeah. And it's still a thing that I'm working through, and, like, it's hard for me to do plugs on my own in, like, my personal life without starting to get a little bit anxious about it. So it's one of those things where I'm at a photo shoot, and the dude's like, oh, so you're not going to put things in your butt? And I'm just like, he feels ripped off because he thought that that was going to be in the rate, whereas I feel like I'm put on the spot, and I'm expected to do something that I'm really not comfortable with outside of that personal trauma experience. Like, it's a, if you're doing it for a photo shoot, you're going to want to watch your diet and take in a lot of fiber, like, two days before so that you can clean out really well so that you don't end up on this photographer's for white sheets, sheets yeah, she making a make mess. A mess. <laughs> so it's a thing where it's really frustrating because I feel like that's part of why I don't get this feedback is that people are just so scared of sex. And I've had photographers who are like, can you, like I have a dildo and like they want me to like lick it and they're just like, can you, can you kiss it? And so I'm like, okay, so I like, and they're like, no, you, you know what I mean. I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Like, yeah. do you want me to lick it? Do you want me to suck it? Do you want me to kiss it? Like, and then the same photographer later on in the shoot was like, can you like touch yourself? And I'm like, do you want me to like touch my clitoris? Do you want me to insert a finger? Like, it's a Be vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a vagina. I have it. I'm not shy about it. Like, it's just communicate what you want and I can give it to you. And so many people are just so scared of sex. And I think a lot of guys might be tempted to make the argument that they don't know what's going to offend some girls. But then they go and do things that are clearly offensive, that everybody complains all over the internet about dick pics, yet people are still getting them. So it's really hard, because people like to use that excuse, but I think really they're just, they're not ready to confront the fact that they don't really have a solid education of sexuality or understanding of their own sexuality which I think actually works in a weird way, because it feeds into some fetishes, because you repress parts of yourself, and then in time you're like, oh, I'm weirdly into that now. Shit, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I totally agree with you. That's kind of the reason why we do this podcast is because mm-hmm. like there's so much things about sex. Like even as a person who's like I guess um, does socially acceptable sex for the lesbian community, mm-hmm. still has like so many hangups. Mm-hmm. And there's like sometimes it's having like the, and, and the actual like hey I want to actually have sex with you is like hard enough as it is. Well, and it's so, funny because I mm-hmm. I totally to some degree do understand those people who like have some weird shame about things, mm-hmm. and then it starts to fetishize itself because. So I'm genderqueer, I don't really care about pronouns, um, mm-hmm. but it's gotten to a point where uh, whenever I was in my more like masculine mindset, I like to call that Lorenzo, because there's like, Lori is the like super femme, and Lorenzo is the masculine. <laughs> uh, a friend named me that one day, and it was just like, that's funny, I like it, because it's just spelled s- normal with just Z-O at the end. <laughs> it's very sexy and romanticized. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but... Over time, I started to realize that pretty much any time Lorenzo was trying to flirt with anybody, usually girls, he's kind of a fuckboy. Um, and there's a little bit of this, like, let me get the door for you, like, weird toxic mask thing in there mm-hmm. that I didn't really notice for a long time. And I've, like, started to try and, like, analyze that more and be more open with it because uh, my husband is also kind of genderqueer. So we both kind of, we're all kinds of gay all the time. Uh, <laughs> But it got to a point where uh, there was one time where we were fooling around and I was in more of a masculine mindset and it was the first time that I hadn't been in a top position. Mm-hmm. And I like slowly got sort of shy and like embarrassed and like, but like still into it in like a hot way. And it gets to a point where like I start getting called like some gay slurs and I was very into it. So it was weird realizing that I, like, born female sex worker, have weird internalized gay shame fetish, like, about myself. Because I, like, I hadn't gotten to explore that male side of myself a lot. And particularly the fact that, like, I'm technically a woman who's sometimes a man who's gay. Because it's weird, because people are like, that's straight, that's not gay. And it's like, but I'm over here doing the thing. So it gets really complicated. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was interesting to see that, like, after that experience, it was one of those where kind of sitting there like, huh, so I guess that's a thing. <laughs> I didn't realize I had any shame about that, much less that it had become fetishized. But <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so it's interesting, because there are times where I get to analyze myself in these things mm-hmm. as well, and it makes it a lot easier to try to understand other people and the psychology of it. Because I, I love the psychology of fetishization and trying to understand the source of a fetish, because you really can't understand it unless you try to think of it on those different levels. I agree. Definitely agree. All right, is there anything you want the audience to know about where to find your stuff? Um, so most of my fetish content goes on Twitter. Um, it's an 18-plus page because there's all kinds of naughty bits, so not quite safe for work. Um, so Twitter is where the 18-plus work is, and then on Instagram I have just selfies, life stuff, whatever. Um, both of those are under at GlimmerTits, so it's G-L-I-M-M-E-R-T-I-T-S. Because uh, it's Lori Glimmer, and I just said Glimmer Tits one day, and I was like, that would make a great handle. <laughs> um, I've started doing a YouTube channel, which you can look up Lori Glimmer. Uh, right now, there's not a whole lot on it, but I do think that I'm going to be trying to shoot some more stuff about the fetish work that I do and a little bit more sex work um, content. So if anybody's interested in that, by all means, message me, leave comments, Ooh, let me know. I recommend a guidelines um, video, like mm-hmm. what guidelines you have to do when you're booking somebody. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so most of my work is there. If you go to my Twitter, you can find the link for my Clips for Sale. It's also uh, clipsforsale.com slash 95815. And I've got a bunch of different videos on there. Like I said, I post new videos like six times a month at least. Um, but yeah, Twitter and Instagram are the best ways to sort of keep a full rounded view on what I'm up to. Okay, awesome. And you also do dance in that area? Um, I do. Right now I'm kind of in between clubs, but um, I dance. I'll always be posting on Twitter when I'm going to be there. I post mm -hmm. selfies. Oh, here's my outfit. Come hang out. Wherever. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm in between clubs, but if you keep an eye on my Twitter, you can definitely come see me, get a lap dance, whatever. Okay. And I know that Bunny kind of low-key wants to have you as a Rocky Horror, so you oh, might yes. see would... her as our Dr. Frankenfurter. That would be magnificent. It would I be. actually have the tattoo. Like, it's actually... <laughs> I actually have the tattoo. I wouldn't have to draw it on or anything. I, like, have, like, the whole thing memorized. It needs to happen. I'm like, my soul is incomplete until I get to be Frankie. <laughs> well, the casting call is going to be in July, um, so I'm sure that she's kind of like, if no one else um, applies. Mm -hmm. We're definitely gonna want you. Send them emails and tell them to pick me. <laughs> yeah, we, we not to say that Diamond Taylor was not fabulous, just that we like to keep the um the the, the stock fresh. Yeah. So. But hopefully, I get to be a part of that. We would appreciate if you would be. All right. All right. Thank you so and much. very much. Thank you for watching, for coming out. Um, you can also hear Lori sing her heart out at Burlioki June sixteenth. At the Crown, um, I think doors are going to be opening at 8, and the show's going to start at 9, 9.30. It's going to be our Pride show, so come be extra gay with us. Yes, fabulous! <laughs> All right, and until next time, this is Slutty Times. Bye!